All right, welcome to uh, I guess what we're calling a Cinema Spin mini episode, or um, the basic idea is going to be is we're going to tackle some things that uh, maybe we wouldn't on the normal show. Um, hopefully, it'll be self-explanatory as we go along. It might just be a discussion on something in the news that's uh, film-related, or um, it can be anything really. Maybe something lack of a format as well. Yeah, yeah, maybe. something pop culture-related, but but definitely tied to movies specifically. Yeah. Um, but today's the thing we're going to talk about today is uh, kind of been in the news or the news, but the general discussion uh, in pop culture. It's uh, Derek Del Gaudio's in and of itself, which is uh, not quite a movie, but sort of a documentary as well. So I'll let Jason tell you a little bit about it and we'll get into it from there. OK, so uh, uh, in and of itself uh, was filmed over the course of a uh, film by uh, by director Frank Oz. Um, it's filmed over the course of uh, hundreds of live performances of, of this show in and of itself by magician Derek Delgadio. Um, and it's a unique um, show. Uh, it's part interactive magic show, part storytelling session, and part group therapy. Um, Delgadio uses his conjuring and mentalist skills to perform effects that involve each audience member personally. Every person present for a show will have his or her own unique moment. And it's all wrapped up in a kind of complex narrative about the nature of identity. Um, and with some card tricks. Um, um, we, we should say in, really, oh, go ahead. No, yeah, you're going to say what, you're gonna say what yeah. I was going to say. Before we go any further, um, I should say that uh, this show is really designed for everybody's personal reaction to it and um, the uh, kind of twists and turns and the discoveries and surprises for itself um, are really uh, essential to the experience. So um, if there's any point in seeing this at all, you really should go in with as little knowledge of what it's about as possible. Maybe I've already said too much. Um, so uh, go, th this discussion going forward is gonna be nothing but spoilers. So go watch this. It's only nine minute, 90 minutes long. It's available on Hulu. Watch this and then come back to us because we're going to get into, uh, we're, we're, we're going to totally blow everything and really get all. Yeah, the there's no point discussing this whatsoever without talking spoilers. So Right, there's no point we're gonna discussing this. Dig in. Um, so um, anyway, uh, so uh, I, uh, that said, um, welcome back. Uh, <laughs> uh, I'm dying to know, uh, Matt, what did you make of this? Well, this is uh, kind of a thing that kind of defies definition in a way. It's what mm -hmm. part performance art, part social experiment. Um, uh, you know, again, you, you're the one who brought this to my attention. You didn't tell me much, and, and I, I recommend it. You know, I mean, that's the people I've recommended to. I've said the same thing. I'm not going to tell you a thing about it. Just I'm recommending recommend you watching this because I want to hear what you, your thoughts are. Mm -hmm. um, I found this rather profound as I watched it in the immediate time, you know, when, as I was watching it and the immediate time afterward, as I've given it, as I've given it more thought, um, the amount of trickery involved and the amount of, um, I've started to consider the amount to, to which the audience is manipulated. And, uh, I wonder how much I like that really. But in the moment, I found it to be extremely effective, and um, I think it's very well worth watching, and uh, it's a great piece of entertainment, in my opinion. 
I walked out of it thinking that might be one of the best television programs I've ever watched. Yeah. But in retrospect, I've had some more, some, some more intense thoughts about it. I, you know, I feel like that's, uh, that's my reaction to it too, almost word for word. And that is also the reaction that, uh, several people that I've talked to about this week and have recommended it to, um, have had too. that, um, it's a really, it feels like a really profound experience while you're happening, while you're, while you're having it. Um, uh, but the, but then it kind of goes away and, and, and sort of, you look back on it and, uh, and I, I rewatched it the other night with, with my wife. Um, and, um, just to, just to see how well it held up again. And it, it's, it's interesting how little of the storytelling, especially that, that is the sort of the, um, the architecture of the show, how little of the storytelling really sort of goes anywhere. I mean, Delgadio is great at, um, a certain kind of trick, uh, in storytelling. He's great at getting you to lean in and sort of be dying to know what, what he's going to do next and dying to know what's going to happen next. And I think he's way better at getting you get it, grabbing that attention than he is at following through on coming up with something that is, uh, as uh, as profound and earth shattering as you maybe sort of imagined it. On the other hand, that's sort of the point of the show. Right? <laughs> um, I think that's a that's that's a fair point. Um, he's extremely charismatic. Yes. He, um, and, and you can almost feel his inner sadness, if that makes sense. Yeah, yeah. And if you're and I'm pretty susceptible to empathy towards situations like what he describes. So I, I'm, I, I, I was kind of all in from, from the moment it started, mm-hmm. but I, I know what you're saying. It, um, it, I, it, it's, it's like he leaves. The what I'm saying yeah. about it is not really a um, critique of it necessarily. It's not a yeah. criticism. It's just a, it's just a point I've always been somebody kind of interested in magic and um, the ideas behind the tricks. And whenever you learn the ideas behind the tricks, it's always extremely disappointing because they're always very simple. Um, And I think that probably the solutions to a lot of these tricks are, are are way less elaborate than we think they are. Yeah, they, they always are. Um, I I just want to say something else really quick uh, uh, before we, you know, I take it we're going to get into some of the, uh, specifically some of the tricks, but uh, um, before we leave the sort of overall storytelling, I, it, it, one of the things that's sort of, that's really, really interesting and, and sort of brain frying to me is the way that this, uh, the whole show ends up leaving the impression that you've been told a really, really great story, even though <laughs> none of the stories, the little vignettes that make up the story are very good at all. I mean, they really don't go anywhere. And, and it's almost like, it's strange how, it's almost like the, uh, you know, telling a story that isn't that great, yet leaving the impression of having, of, of having heard a great story is almost better than just telling a great story. <laughs> um, and, and again, the fact that, I, I don't know how much of this is intentional or how much of it could be intentional, but the fact that looking back on it, we didn't hear great stories or great resolutions is seems like it's part of the overall theme 
of uh, that Delgadio is getting at is that things are uh, thing, things have their meaning sort of imposed from the outside on them, right? And so right. if you feel like you heard a great story, then didn't you hear a great story, right? And what would be the difference, right? And, yeah, and I, I mean, think that's something that he doesn't really reach any conclusions about. And um, yeah, but, but it's part of it. I, I admit, I fully admit that I do not have a good understanding of, uh, you know, the, the first story has to deal with a guy who is playing Russian roulette. Yeah. And what, what, what's the name he gives himself at the end, at the the end of it? The Rulatista, I think. The Rulatista, which is, you know, the roulette, roulette player, player, I suppose, yeah. basically. Right. Um, and in the end, when he determines that he is the Rulatista, mm-hmm. I'm, I'm not exactly sure I understand why. I I thought that, yeah, I, I agree with that. Um, and I thought the conclusion was going to be that we're all the Rulatista, right? That we all get up there and... Uh, and take our chances with how, how people are going to define us and not be able to uh, to really have any control over that, right? Um, so I thought I thought when I first heard this, when I heard the first pass of the story at the beginning, like he tells the story and he doesn't know what the moral is. Um, I, I assume the moral was going to, you know, the more the uh, the Rulatista gets shot after winning all of these great uh, Russian roulette matches. He ends up getting shot by a burglar in his house after telling the burglar who's pointing a gun at him, well don't you know who I am? Right. Right. And the says, no. And shoots him. Right. And uh, you know, I thought that that's actually kind of cool, of, by the way. Yeah. I thought that the point <laughs> of that story was going to be, to me, the point of that story is obvious that we're, uh, you know, the world doesn't care who you think you are. Right. Um, but then uh, Delgadio uh, ties it into, uh, you know, he's being told the story uh, by some stranger in Spain and the stranger says to him, well, you are the Relatista. And then, then, uh, Delgadio is trying to figure out what that means, right? And I thought it was going to turn out, and then once we have that in place, I thought it was going to turn out later, like, well, we're all the Rulatista, right? He's Del- he, he said that to Delgadio because he could tell the story to anybody. But I don't know, but Delgadio doesn't quite reach that conclusion, I don't think. Um, and uh, I agree that it doesn't tie up. And this is part of the... Uh, but then again, part of what I'm saying, what I'm saying is none of it really ties up. And yet it leaves this impression <laughs> of being complete. <laughs> um, yeah. I, I agree though, that uh, how a story is told and the mood in which it's told mm-hmm. may have more to do with how much you like it than the actual substance. Yeah. And he's great. Uh, Delgadio is great at he's, I mean, in terms of the mechanics of storytelling, in terms of like promising that something great is about to happen. And <laughs> And, you know, stopping their performance to, like, kick somebody out, you know, because that person's got to come back. That person needs, has to take home a book and write down what how he thinks a show is going to end. And he has to come back the next night and read to us, uh, read to a future audience how, uh, how, how he thought the, the performance is going to end and so on, right? And so the, the theatricality of the, of, of the storytelling is... Uh, so much more pleasing than the content. <laughs> yeah, and, it, and it's... It, it, it makes the audience feel like you're the sum of something bigger than just one show in one night. It's a, you feel like you're part of a, a movement almost, you yeah, know, right. enlightenment, you know? Right. And um, that also was kind of the point. Yeah. But uh, some of the things that have occurred to me since, um, you know, kind of, it's like you want it to be 
and you want having had some uh, somewhat of an enlightenment uh, enlightening enlightening experience here you kind of want it to be real but when the bark starts yeah. to fall off the tree per se it's taken on kind of a oh you know oh man you know i mean yeah. the more i thought about it a little bit well the so the central um trick here um is that he at one point brings uh, uh people seemingly chosen at random on stage uh so so okay the the we should we should back up the sort of main conceit of the show is that you walk into the show and there's a giant wall of uh, of cards that say i am whatever they might say i am a novelist or i am a good person or i am a, a you know a rule breaker or whatever right um, yeah and it should be said there's like a thousand cards and I like the seats to... there's only like 500 something seats in the theater i believe right so people as more cards than people right they have to choose you're supposed to choose one of these cards and you tear it in half and you give a a receipt to the uh to the ticket taker right um and so uh people choose these cards based on their uh, presumably based on their own free will and they sit um uh based on you know what seats were assigned to them before uh anybody knows uh who they are really right um the so the ma- the main uh, trick of the show, um, kind of the the central trick of the show, is Delgadio brings seemingly random people onto the stage, um, and uh, he produces a an array of uh, 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 closed letters, and he lets them pick one, and um, he seemingly by magic um, a handwritten letter from somebody in that person's life. Um, appears in the uh, in the envelope, right? The person unfolds the envelope, and it is a uh, well. The person discovers actually on the back of the envelope there is uh, some uh, some relation, like it says sister or it says friend or it says father or something like that. And then they open the envelope, and sure enough, it is a handwritten letter to that very person in the handwriting of a loved one in that person's life, making reference to things that only the two of them know. It is it is not a trick. There is a handwritten letter to that to that very person in the uh, uh, in the envelope, and then we see that person react to it, right? Um, and this is uh, extremely moving in the moment. It's obviously extremely moving for the person. The, these letters are are very complimentary. They're like, oh, well, I love you, and you know, recalling fond memories, and here's what I've always liked about you, and so on. Um, and it's extremely moving to see people have that moment and react to that. Um, the problem is, I think, that we have the, the same sort of retrospective problem uh, that is that looking back on it, there's no trick here, right? Except for Delgadio somehow arranged for that specific person to be on the stage at that moment. What he did was he figured out, he picked a mark in his, from his uh, in, in advance, somebody, I guess, you know, based on credit card receipts or something, right? Picked a mark arranged for somebody in that person's life to write that very person a letter and got that person on stage so that we can sort of be part of this. It's simpler than that. What, how do you think it happened? The person brought on stage is always a plant. They're an actor. Oh no, no way. No way. Those people yeah. aren't acting. No way. Well, here's the thing. There's only no one. There's only one. What? It's the same person every night. No, it isn't. There were, they had a super cut of all sorts of people. But that's just a supercut for the film's purposes. 
No, it isn't. I, I, I've, I've, I've heard people talk about this who have gone back on, on subsequent nights. Well, I'm sure they had more than one person come up because then you have to yeah. do that because people are going to gonna repeat come. But the per- number one rule in magic, the plant is always in on it. Yeah, I, I don't think there's any chance that those, uh, those people are plants. And I, I think there's, because, I mean, I mentalists, mentalists have done this stuff before, right? What? Mentalists do this kind of thing. I mean, this is, this is mentalism. This is, you, you find some way to, uh, you know, to get the letter in the, uh, <laughs> in the envelope, right? I, no, I, mean, I, I think it's simpler than that. Well, I, no. It's, it's like, uh, Mentalists no work in much simpler ways than that. Like um, they might be able to look at you and 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 um, make you think of the word they want you to make think of, make you write down the word they want you to, or something like that. Yeah. Okay. First of all, just because they showed you a montage of because one of the cons, one of the concepts in the in the in the play is somebody leaves somebody comes in from yesterday's show. And somebody leaves early for to go to tomorrow's show. Mm-hmm. And they bring in this book with all this writing in it. And it's got all these notes. And t- it's it's this big concoction of everything's written. Everything everybody's written to the mm-hmm. show since it started. Mm-hmm. And I'll bet you anything, the first night that opened, that book was just as thick as it was on the last night. Wow. That book is a concoction <laughs> and the concept of this person leaves and that person, that's, that's all horse shit. <laughs> wow. You, uh, you truly are a cynic. <laughs> I, I don't believe in, I don't, in, in I don't think there's stuff. any, no, because I think there are people coming back again. And th- this was a really popular show for, for hundreds so the same of people. people were able to get tickets over and over again. Why not? I mean, you think you're going to turn down. I mean, they're going to turn out a credit card. It's it's people wait for a week for months and months to try to get tickets for some of these Broadway shows that are hot, and this one was as hot as they come. So okay, so um, Del, you know Delgadio was on um, Colbert like three years ago. Yeah, and it was funny because you know Colbert is a is a um, he's a he's a producer on, on the on the film. Yeah, um, you know, and he has he has Delgadio come out, and this is all available on YouTube. Yeah, and he's like, well, this is funny, you know. I don't know. I, I had you on because I like the show so much, but we really can't talk about anything. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, yeah. I just thought that was sort of a funny moment. Yeah, but yeah, I um, okay, I well. <laughs> think it's much simpler for it to be an actor. No, 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 because no. look, when, uh, is... so Linda Holmes from NPR is a was a big fan of this live show, and saw it several times. And and you know talked about it on a pop culture happy hour last week, and she went she went back at least a couple of times, and you're telling me just it just turned out it wasn't the same plants on those nights. Maybe they had twenty five of them. Yeah. <laughs> the the person you can't yeah. you got forty letters there. Yeah. You let you're gonna let the person pick any letter they want. No, 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 no. I, I think what you do is you you somehow you get a person from that per for you you pick a mark from your credit card receipts. You invade that person's privacy to get you know their father or their best friend to write them a letter, right? Um, then you, I, I mean, uh, obviously people you know as good with a deck of cards as he is uh, have a, a ways of pushing cards, you know, because he he lets somebody pick the name of you know the the. Uh, 
I am card of, of somebody in the audience and it seems to be at random, but it's not. He pushes, a, he, he manages to get the right card in his hand, right? And says, okay, come well, on. Well, that's different. That's done a different way completely though. You don't, you, you got to understand how good those guys are at those cards. Okay. When you, that's, when you're. That's what I'm saying. He figures out how, how to get. He doesn't have to figure it out. Fair enough. Okay. Let's say, for instance, Somehow okay. Or another, he gets the car, the right card in his hand. The person comes down, and and they they think there are a bunch of letters from two different people, but it's all just copies of the same letter to that person. And no matter what card they open, it's this, it's the letter from their father, right? The trick know. of getting a... getting is picking the mark and, and invading the privacy. <laughs> Yeah, I think that's that. That almost has to be done. It doesn't have to be done. Yeah, uh, it can be done before the show even starts, obviously. But uh, yeah, um, I don't know. I I just think that uh, it's probably simpler than that. I, I'm just uh, you know. I mean, I I don't the to the extent to which those. The magicians are good at what they do. I, I think people don't sometimes understand. One thing he was truthful about when he was talking about the cards is he somehow he was told that it was going to take eight years for him to learn how to hold the cards. Mm-hmm. And what he means by that, and he, without saying it is, I mean, do you realize those guys, if you take a deck of 52 cards, and it's it's a specific deck usually because it's a deck mm-hmm. that they always work with. Even if David Blaine gives you cards that are unopened, it's probably cards he had. Oh, sure. He yeah. knows the specs of them. Okay. Yeah. If you take, if you cut the cards and put half, you know, a, a certain amount of the cards in his other hand, he can tell you by the feel and thickness how many cards are in each hand. Mm-hmm. And by knowing where you put the card that you pick between those two hands, he knows what card it is without even looking. He just knows it by the feel. Mm-hmm. He knows the difference between 13 cards in his hand and 14 cards in his hand. Yeah. So, you know, that's that's to the extent that they'll go to to trick you. Um, yeah. Yeah. I just feel like the I, I just feel like I mean, I've, I've always that's what I've been told about magic is, is the person who comes up is always a plant. If they swear they've never met before, they're a plant. <laughs> uh, yeah. Um, I, I mean, we will we will we'll agree this far that that um, you know it's, it's like at the end of the at the end of the thing when you you sent that person home early. Well, one of the reasons you did is so they can put the brick on the street corner, right? <laughs> well, I mean, you, you have interns for that. I mean, obviously, <laughs> obviously, the yeah, anybody can put the brick on the street are, corner. Are You're right, biking their asses off across the city, too. <laughs> right? Yeah. Uh, I I mean the uh, yeah. Well, one thing we agree about. I mean, you've ever seen Penn and Teller, for instance, sort of. Uh, explain some of these tricks it's uh the it's always a cheap trick right there's there's uh, there's never anything you know you see a really great trick you know really great card trick or really great illusion or something like that um and and when you hear the secret it's never terribly interesting and you always feel sort of uh sort of had right um the the really admirable thing about the trick you you know find out from you know as i say pen and teller ever uh deconstruct these for you is how much work goes into every little trick like you've you've got to you know pulling off the 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 foolery 
require so much work and so much meticulous little, uh, little uh, craftsmanship and doing the same thing over and over again until you get it exactly right. Because if it's not, you know, it's either stupid or it's either a miracle or it's stupid, you know. Um, right. There's no, there's no middle ground there. So I, I, I don't disagree. Here, here's, here's the problem with, with um, that I have with, with your theory on the letter. Uh-huh. Um, obviously, they, if, if the show has been going on for hundreds of nights, um, they really only show us the one lady reading the letter to the fullest extent. The lady who had the, um, fa- what is it, a father who had Alzheimer's onset or something like yeah, that. Yeah, they, they showed a few people reading letters. But they didn't show it. They spotlighted on that one. Yeah. Where you really got the story of what was going on. And mm-hmm. I mean, obviously, the idea of seeing these people read these letters in this situation would be very moving, right? It is mm-hmm. very moving. Mm-hmm. Um, but some, if it's all random, like you say, it's going to, some nights it's going to work well, and some nights it's not going to work that great. Yeah. I mean, maybe what they do is they you can't get... leave, you can't leave a performance like this to chance on how good something, how the reaction, it's all dependent on the reaction. At least at the end, when you're anybody, uh, anybody's going to be astonished. Anybody is going to be. I'm not talking about astonished. It, it it all depends on how moved the person reading the letter is. Yeah. You know, if they just showed me twenty five different people reacting, not twenty five, but you know, you know, five or six, uh-huh. getting the story of their letter and who wrote that. You know, you, we only really got the background on the one letter, on the one that, letter, right? That's not, that's not true. They they did they did several. They showed several people reading the letters and several people explaining some of the references. The one guy says, you know, 63 is the, my family's code for I love you. And the other woman says, okay, that's true. That's true. We used to get high. I'll have to, I, I purposely yeah. didn't watch this a second time because I didn't, okay. didn't want, I didn't think it was a good idea, but, uh, okay. <laughs> um, uh, but it does focus on what three or four or five tops yeah, yeah. out of 500 or something. Well, those were probably um, the best, right? Or the most cinematic, you know, or the most you know. right. But I mean, you're talking about a a a, a, sh- a a program that's so dedicated to its its uh, makeup that it's willing to basically sit back and have you watch him talk to every member of the the uh, audience at the end. It's that dedicated to how powerful those moments are. Yeah. Um. I don't know. It just. And well, I, I, but, but think about it, think about it this way. All it takes is for one person to come back and see the show for a second time on a night where the uh, person who comes up on stage is the same person. And, and that, that person's, and that person's going to what? And well, you know, internet, <laughs> it's, it's, they're, they're you know, going to think about who's, it. Who's to, who's, to say, yeah. who's to say, every, this is a small show. Who's to say everybody in that room doesn't have a non-disclosure agreement. Yeah. I mean, we basically there basically are magic shows that that have been for sure the same person every night. Yeah, well, that, that well necessarily I mean, the you, you necessarily may have, the the that never became public knowledge. I mean, yeah, I mean, you may as well say though that the illusions that we see on stage were just special effects, were just like computer generated, right for 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 the home audience, right. I mean, why not say the whole uh, audience was in on it? This is just a big, uh, a big joke, a big prank uh, on on us at home that we we now think that this was uh, a live, uh, quote unquote, live. That, that's that's a possibility. <laughs> yeah, 
<laughs> I guess it is. I now we get into. I don't it. think I. I mean, that's not how, the. I mean, how I, deep I don't. The rabbit hole go. <laughs> For art. Yeah. Well, For magicians. So, yeah. So, what do you think? The l- let me ask you this. So, what is the easy an- conspiratorial answer to how it is that he knows uh, who everybody is at the end? It's the same thing as the, the card shuffle. He's able to keep track of the receipts are given out yeah, and probably the the people are set in a certain order. Mm -hmm. And um, basically uh, the way he's able to know where, where the card is, no matter where it's at in his deck of 52. Yeah. He's no matter how many times he shuffles it, he's always able to mentally figure out where those, that shows you what level he's, he's not working on. Yeah. So there's some sort of shuffle that's predetermined by the way the people sit because they Mm -hmm. hand those receipts in. And there's probably a certain amount of it. Um, you can judge a book by its cover. Also, there may be times when it's harder for him than others. Yeah, um, there may be certain things he can count on every night. Um, yeah, like what? Do you but mean? it's a trick. I mean, there's no doubt about it. It's a trick. I don't. Well, I, I, can't I don't think it's that. magic. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, yeah, I, of course. Yeah. Um. But I mean, he's not mentally knowing what everybody put picked well that's i mean not by that wouldn't necessarily be magic i mean that's you know i've seen david blaine you know basically pull answers out of people but he knows how to manipulate him into thinking that you know what i mean he's not manipulating you can't you can't manipulate it because he's picking ahead of time um yeah but I think the, the the show taking the time to actually let him go through every audience member, um, even though it was cut together and you don't know how it was really cut, you know, were David mm-hmm. Blaine and uh, yeah. Bill Gates there on the same night? Right. I don't know. No. Yeah. And Susan Sarandon apparently was in the audience. Oh, I didn't see that. I, well, she's, so. uh, yeah, you know, she wasn't up front, but she was in the behind. Yeah, somebody. I didn't, didn't see her. But Larry Wilmore, you know, Tim Gunn. Um, Tim Gunn, I saw because yeah. he was a mess. Yeah, demonstrating the uh, the raw emotional power uh, of this show. I think uh, uh, I can certainly see how. Uh, I mean, it was you know very to say the least very impressive, even sitting in my living room. But. Uh, I mean, the effects of this, I, there's probably no way to overstate the effects of seeing this live. Oh, I know. An audience. Except for, except for there's something to be said for the, you know, the added appearance of it being night after night after night made you feel like you're part of something bigger than what was going on just that night. Yeah. Even I think yeah. that added a little bit as far as the film. Um, again, I, I'm, I'm just, delving into what it is i i thought it was pre- i thought it was pretty awesome if you had to ask me i, I it's, yeah. it's um just because something doesn't light doesn't stand up to 15 minutes scrutiny necessarily doesn't make it bad it's just uh, yeah. it, it's, i give um a great amount of credit to it for how it made me feel during that hour and a half yeah and for the few minutes afterward as i considered what i just watched yeah um to delve into any farther than that and start picking apart is probably a disservice to it in a lot of ways. Well, that's what we're here um, for. Disservice. Yeah. I mean, that's, <laughs> that's why it's fun to discuss. It's fun to discuss it. I, you know, we don't have to agree, but, yeah. uh, um, you know, and at the end he says, you know, he, he leaves on the note of, you know, it's all up to you to decide what this, what this meant. 
right? So that's what we're doing. That's our job. You know, I, I, it, was, it seemed very effective to a lot of people in the audience. So yeah, um, yeah, I, I would I, I would have loved to have seen it live. Yeah, yeah. I don't know how you follow up something like that. What's yeah. your next gig? <laughs> yep. So uh, yeah, something that the, the thing did bring up though that I never thought of before. The uh, and I don't I have no idea why because it's not that profound. But the idea of in a poker game, somebody's showing you a fake bad hand, so you'd bet against. <laughs> and then yeah. Showing you their real hand. <laughs> yeah, I don't really. Uh, yeah, all that stuff where he's talking about using some of his sleight of hand to cheat at poker. First of all, he never really explains, you know, how. Oh well, yeah. On this one night, I did this and then got rich, right? He just sort of leaves it to the imagination that, oh, well, now I'm a wolf, right? Um, also, right. you would have to basically be dealing, right, to pull that. To, oh, to absolutely. Be your, your, you know, uh, magical trickery to, uh, uh, to do anything. And how often, you know, in a card game, you know, in, in a serious stakes card game, do they let the players deal, you know? Well, I think we're talking more like a uh, Molly's game type of thing where he's the dealer. Um, Even there you have dealers and you have players, right? And the dealer doesn't really... Well, I, I assume he probably wasn't a player. He was probably the dealer. Oh, okay. Well, what's in it for him, um, right? I mean... Well, you got to be in it. We got to be in with one of the... You got to be in it with one of the players. You're, you're always... You're not feeding yourself cards. You're feeding right. somebody else cards. I see. Right. Like in rounders. Yeah. So, uh, but uh, you're not talking about a casino game, you know, no, no. Uh, well, sure. I, I, I wouldn't be able to, you wouldn't be able to be, to cheat like that as a dealer at a casino. Yeah, but, uh, I figured not at a casino. Exactly. But that's how you end up in the basement with choosing the hammer or the, right. Uh, yeah. Choosing <laughs> <right>. <laughs> Robert De Niro hitting you in the head of the hammer. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, but I mean, yeah, that, that's a, that's a good example of, of the ways in which his storytelling is uh, way less than meets the eye. Right. He never really sort of explains how it is. Yeah, I felt like the theme of his stories was better than the, the, the sum of his stories. Yeah, and in some ways they're all theme, right? And uh, yeah, and, and it's it's about conveying, it's all about squeezing emotion out of the audience more than it is about telling a, a concise tale. Yeah. Like there's, I wrote down an intro, uh, you know, the, sto- the story he tells about his uh, lesbian mother. Mm hmm. There's a line there. It's it's like the whole story is 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 in this line. He's like, he found himself hiding the things that his mother had pride in, mm-hmm. and I thought, man, that's a powerful line. Mm-hmm. But it's the whole it's the whole story, right? Mm-hmm. That that's there's the central emotion that he betrayed by being embarrassed, or at least concerned about showing that his mother was a lesbian. He kind of betrayed everything. He felt like he betrayed everything she stood for. Yeah, and I thought that was. Of that story, that was the central idea that it was trying to put across. Yeah. Um, yeah. I was uh, <laughs> wondering if this was going to be something that you just didn't get at all and you totally hated. <laughs> <laughs> I was I, I, I was struggling with whether or not you would get this at all, too. I was like, is he <laughs> this up his alley? Because it's the sort of thing that... Uh, uh, 
I can see it not. I can see somebody having a totally uh, uninterested sort of reaction to this. Like, uh, and I'm kind of I've been sort of recommending it to people just to see how they react to it. And I have yet to uh, encounter somebody who hasn't at least said. At least I, everybody's had the same reaction. I think we have is that like it's very moving at the time, but <laughs> sort of afterwards you kind of don't know what to make of it. Um, and the more you think about it, the less, uh, um, the, the harder it is to sort of conjure the feeling of wonder that it creates the first time through. Yeah. It's, uh, it's well said. Yeah. Um, so, and, uh, and yeah, we, uh, we watched it again last night and I, uh, I had a little more, uh, the second time through is, is, uh, interesting in terms of like really looking for how it is he creates all of the effect, you know, the, not just the tricks, but the, emo the overall emotional effect. And, uh, I, I'm still not quite sure. Yeah. I, I you know, I kept thinking that the, uh, there's the one scene where he, uh, makes the little paper boat in the bottle and yeah. then leaves it. Uh -huh. I, I thought that was going to be like a message in the bottle that he was going to come back to later. Yeah. You know, I th but, uh, never, never again do we. That's a, that's a really impressive illusion. Uh, just, just generally. Yeah. I think I know how he does it. I think he switches out the bottle um, because when he comes back uh, to put the, he puts the bottle down, takes it off the wall, then goes over and, and does a little uh, shadow uh, with the, the boat on the back of the chair. Right, right. And then he goes back and picks the bottle up and comes over and, and, uh, and he's holding the bottle very low. So the bottle could be hiding and he's holding it at an angle. So the bottle could be already hiding a, uh, a boat inside. And then he just sleight of hands the uh, the boat on the outside. Yeah, it's, it's yeah. probably just that simple. Yeah. So you know, especially again, in a theater when you can control your own lighting, it's just uh, yeah, we're <laughs> we're easy people are easy pickings for those for magicians. Yeah, um, it will be. I, I it will it it will be interesting to. Uh, I mean, enough people saw this show. Unless the full-on uh, doomsday conspiracy that uh, every the show does didn't really exist until the Hulu special, uh, and uh, presumably you know uh, thousands of people saw this show. Um, yeah, I saw it referenced. You know, uh, like three years ago seems to be the uh, yeah. where YouTube's at on it. So, uh, so I, I would be. It's going to be interesting to hear anybody talk about it. Um, and I haven't heard anybody uh, involved with the live or except for, for a couple of critics, I haven't heard anybody involved with the live show, you know, went to a live show, talk about the experience or talk about what they might've seen on subsequent nights. Non-disclosure agreement. Yeah, maybe. I wouldn't be surprised at all. Seems, uh, I don't know. Magicians love, love non-disclosure agreements. <laughs> People do it just because they want it. They know what they, they want to know what they're experiencing. You know I mean? They just want to yeah. be in on it. You know, they just want you to, they, first of all, they don't want you to talk about what people are going to go see it, you know, well, sure, right. period. Right. Um, but then now, what is this? Is how are you supposed to, how are you supposed to generate word of mouth if everybody is, uh, uh well, they're allowed to say, uh, I loved it. It was much better than cats. They're, I'm going to see it again and again. <laughs> Good to see it. <laughs> um, they're allowed to say that they're just not we're supposed to talk X's and O's, right? Yeah. Um now is this is this a film? What is this? 
Uh, I think it, I guess it's a yeah. documentary about a stage play, technically, right? Um, I think it was maybe shot to even show theatrically. Um, I'm not sure. Um, Interesting. I'm not sure if it was, uh, or or it was one of those deals where they don't know they film it and they don't really know who's going to buy it. You know, um, it could you know it could be Hulu or it could be you know somebody else. Uh, Miramax was the only distributor that came to my mind, and they're not a thing anymore for a variety of reasons. Uh, oh, really? Uh, what happened to them? I, I, <laughs> <laughs> I Miramax might still be. They, I think they've rebranded. Yeah, Miramax might still be around technically. Yeah, I, I'm sure they've rebranded. But uh, <laughs> anyway, uh, so Weinstein uh, Company, right? Uh, so uh, anyway, I, I think it was probably I think it was filmed and and filmed and sort of bought and distributed separately. And I think it just turned out to be in Hulu's lap. So we may as well call it a film as much as anything else. Yeah. I think, and, I think uh, a year ago, this might, you know, if it had come out a couple of years ago, it might've shown at, you know, a theater. That would have been an interesting experience. I'd say mm-hmm. how something like that would play at a theater. Cause you'd think you'd want to know something right. going in, what, what to expect. Cause right. uh, I, I know that uh, Hulu has a trailer for this. Mm-hmm. I didn't watch it, but I'd like okay. to be interested. I'd be interested to see how it's how it's made up. Yeah, I have to go back I, and watch. Them. But I mean, it was uh, it was you know something different. And that's 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 one thing that uh, you know, that's one of my notes. Is I always I always say I want to see something different. Well, yeah, this is uh, this there. Is you certain, go. Certainly, uh, not just anything you see on uh, uh, on TV <laughs> or anything. It's true. All right. Well, uh, I guess we'll uh, end it for that, for this. Um, okay. Again, this is like a mini episode. We'll do, do them on something next time. Something comes up. That's a little bit off the beaten path. Not quite a movie, I guess, mm-hmm. or an idea we want to talk about. Um, we'll do another mini episode. So um, thanks for listening and uh, goodbye for now. Goodbye, everybody. <laughs>